Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Hey guys, if you like this podcast and would like to help us out, don't forget to visit www.patreon.com slash seven lamb. That's the number seven, L-A-M-B. You can donate as little as a dollar and every amount helps out. The money that's donated goes to sound effects, music, casting, uh, new equipment, and uh, new software. So if you want to donate, you'll also see that uh, we have a lot of bonus stuff up there on the Patreon page right now. And releasing, I think this week, is some bloopers from End of All Hope. You can check that out. It's only a dollar to get the bloopers. Everything this month is just going to cost a dollar. So definitely check it out. Uh, You'll see some other podcasts up there too for your listening pleasure. And uh, it's all a dollar for the month of September. Thanks for listening and enjoy the next episode. You're Dr. Catherine Bennett, the person we've been waiting for? That's right. I started to sweat. I tried to relax, because the last thing I needed was to look nervous. Why the hell is she in there? She went through the screening process. Why didn't you come forward? Didn't know if I was in the right place. The captain, Emerson the doctor, and the other man came forward and looked me over. Jeans and a tee? That's casual for a chief science officer. She said she was in a car accident? Is that true? You were traveling with military escorts. That's correct. We were coming north. North? Word was you were in New York. Look at me. Of course I was in New York. Right when the damn things hit. Made it out just in time. I was able to regroup outside the city, and that's when I was ordered to join military escorts and make my way west. We were diverted several times. I'm sure you can imagine what traffic is like now. Where's the rest of the group? The captain had a thick mustache and bushy eyebrows, which arched in a curious fashion. The only other three survivors are here, although one was taken away due to some head trauma. We had to stop for gas, not far from here, a small road. We were attacked and barely made it out. The escorts weren't so lucky. It was a war zone. Sorry I didn't dress for the occasion, but I figured a suit and heels weren't necessary for escaping death. I hope that explains the garb. Kilmer? I believe she came in with Griff. They were on patrol. Kilmer was much shorter than the captain and Emerson. He pulled down his glasses and held steady eye contact with me. 
Is that right? I don't remember names. Everything kind of happened fast. Do you have any ID? Sorry, I must have misplaced it as I ran for my life. I can be a bit forgetful when I'm being chased by monsters. I haven't acted since an 8th grade play where I was a pirate in an updated adaptation of Peter Pan. So I needed to really act like this woman they were waiting to meet. I felt like this Catherine Bennett character should be a bit snarky, and I hoped I didn't overdo it. Excuse us, Doctor, but things have been a bit hectic for us as well. I'm sure you can agree it's proper procedure to question someone who doesn't have any form of ID. If you're trying to insinuate... I'm saying nothing. HQ mentioned you were coming, but we lost communications not long ago. Also, our internet is down, so the ability to double-check anything right now is impossible. We were in contact with CDC, but communications with them also dropped. How much do you know about what's going on? Enough. Alright, let's get her out of there. Follow us, Dr. Bennett. Wait, my colleagues. I can assure you they will be fine waiting here. And I can assure you that they won't be a bother if they come with us. The captain looked grumpy as hell. He stared off into the distance, towards the woodline. Maybe I was being a bit too snarky. Oh well, that was Dr. Bennett, not me. Hurry up. I rushed through the parking lot. Jay and Serena were sitting on the curb by the side exit door of the precinct. Guys, we're leaving. I quickly told them what was going on and that it was imperative that they refer to me as Dr. Bennett. We headed back to the end of the parking lot where Emerson, Kilmer, and the captain waited. This is crazy, Ava. Damn it, Jay. Dr. Bennett, pay attention. Wait, if you're Dr. Bennett, then then who am I? You're Jay. Shouldn't I be someone else? What if they know? Know what? I'm the only one they're expecting. You guys are my colleagues, got it? Serena, what's your last name? Dunn. Serena Dunn, okay. Ava, this is dumb. Why are we doing this? Because I want to know what's going on. If they find out, we'll be arrested. Then let's make sure they don't find out. Uh, we should just wait here. This is never going to work. Just follow my lead. Keep to the background. Nod when I say something interesting. And only speak when spoken to. Oh, man. It'll be okay. It will. Now remember, I'm Dr. Catherine Bennett, Chief Science Officer. From what institution? Hell if I know. We reached the end of the parking lot. I introduced Serena Dunn and Jay Rutlett to Emerson, Kilmer, and the captain. A man ran up and whispered something into the captain's ear. Kilmer, take Dr. Bennett and her colleagues to camp. I'll be there shortly. Yes, sir. We followed Emerson and Kilmer to the jeep. Kilmer opened the door for us, and we climbed in. We drove through town, across a small creek, and into a huge field where large lights brightened the area of tents and military vehicles. We headed for the largest tent.
care to tell us what you know so far? We saw the footage of New York. Glad to see you were able to make it out. We were lucky. We entered the tent and found several large tables covered in papers, laptops, tablets, food and coffee. People were arguing over a map. We pushed through and into another tent that was connected. This tent was even larger. Ten-foot medical tables lined up the right side. Have you seen one up close? We have, in New York. So, you know they come from the meteors. Is it meteors or asteroids? Jay. I'm sorry? Ignore him. Asteroids, meteors, meteorites? I didn't know. I specialized in oceanography, not astronomy. But the fact that I was chief science officer, ordered here to inspect whatever it was, I didn't need Jay asking stupid questions that could blow our cover. Just relate everything to things you know, Ava. Somehow relate everything here to the ocean. Easy. So you, so you do know they come from meteors, right? Yes, and I also know that a bullet does stop them. That's one thing we have working for us. It's pretty much the only thing. Turns out their anatomy isn't too far off from us, but we'll let you take a look for yourself. We stopped at the last metal table where a large, lumped object under a white sheet sat. Kilmer grabbed the sheet and slid it off, revealing a large alien creature. It was dead. The scales and bluish-green skin glistened under the dim lighting. It was the same type of creature that attacked us at the cabin and at the motel. This bad boy was killed last night. They killed it as it was breaking out of its enclosure. Haven't seen them break out. Well, apparently, it's reminiscent of an alligator or a turtle breaking from its egg. They're, they're packed in there. It, it takes a while for them to get free. The, the patrol just opened fire. I looked at the creature's face, which had several bullet holes. Weird goop had dried around the wounds. Alien blood? And we're sure it's dead? I shot Jay a harsh look that made him step back. No vitals. I walked around the creature, inspecting it. Here. Emerson handed me surgical gloves. It's interesting how similar the build is to that of a human. Bone structure, blood. Well, I mean, it's different, but the makeup... I see that. There were several incisions in the chest area. Autopsy? Performed yesterday evening. I ran my finger down the side of the creature and inspected it. My gloved finger was wet, glistening. I rubbed my fingers together. The skin of the creature was very reminiscent of an alligator's. I remembered a tour of the Everglades in 09, where Mark and I helped tag several gators for a college study. It was the first time either of us had ever been to the Everglades. I always meant to go back but just never found the time. I continued to look over the creature. The scales were heavier on the back of the alien and smooth when rounding the underside. I noticed another incision on the inside of its left thigh. What's this? Emerson and Kilmer looked at each other. Maybe we should save that for later. We have something else to show you first. Kilmer and Emerson led us outside around another set of tents past some large trucks, and down a path through a small wooded area. Two guards were chatting at the end.
Here is where we keep the others. Holy shit. It's okay, just don't get too close. A large cage held three creatures. These weren't the same as the one that lay on the table. These were similar to the ones that attacked us at the gas station. Do you know about these? These were the kind that attacked us at the gas station. They're the ones that killed our military escorts. These are the ones we're worried about the most. There's a reason they're so human-like. I hope you're not going to say what I think you're going to say. The arms, the legs, face, body structure, in general... I knew it! Fuck! Jay, relax. It's, uh... It's not easy to take in. They didn't need to say anything else. It was obvious. The biting conversation in the Jeep right here with Griffin Embridge. The screening process with the tape branding. These creatures were human-like for a reason. They were once human. They were disfigured and mutated. Parts of clothing hung from their bodies, wet and bloody. Zombies? They're fucking zombies. How? We caught these guys down the creek. They're not the undead. Then how? We think it's an infection from the slashers. The creatures that come from the meteor have nasty bites, and it would reason that there may be some form of bacteria or... It would reason? We've talked to someone who saw it happen. Who? We don't remember his name. But when we were in contact with the CDC, they were researching the bacteria. If we can really call it that. It mutates the body. It changes them. They aren't dead. You're telling me those things aren't zombies? I didn't feel like quelling Jay anymore. Victims don't die when they get bitten. But it doesn't take long for them to change into the mutated version of themselves. They aren't zombies, and they aren't human. Look at them. These were just people. We call these shriekers. I'm sure you can guess why. Just then, Serena pushed past Jay and slowly made her way to the cage. This were all the creatures inside. Um, what is she doing? Serena. One of the guards ran over to her. Hey, whoa, don't get too close. Serena started breathing heavier. Her eyes glazed over. No, no, no. What's wrong with her? No! No, it's it's him. No! Jay ran over to her and pulled her back. Serena. <laughs> Serena fell to her knees. Jay bent down and threw his arm around her. Serena, tell me what's going on. That's when I realized what she was talking about. A necklace dangled around the neck of one of the shakers. It was a familiar necklace, one that hung around the neck of Serena's brother, Riley. Shit. That was him. Jay, look. What? Look. I motioned to the cage, and it took Jay a moment to realize. Oh, shit. (laughs) It's him. 
I'm sorry. What's going on? Their brother. End of all hope, written by. Robert M. Lamb, edited by Seth York, Adam Jetmore, and Robert M. Lamb, starring Hope Ennis as Ava, Nick Engelhardt as Mark, Adam Jetmore as Jay, co-starring Jenny Bailey, Justin Stewart, Jay Marone, Chris Cartesano, Amber Simpson, Brian Messick, Mike Lenhart, Christopher Atkinson, John Lassiveth, Kyle Appleyard, Maria Baumgartner, Kaylin Boyd, Jack Austin, Seth York, Jonathan Moss, Amy LeRae, April Cadmus Marsh, Daniel Brown, Ashley York, Nick Ott, Mitchell Beck, Jose Caraballo, and Robert M. Lamb. Music provided by Incompetech.com and Dylan Mixer at DylanMixerComposer.Bandcamp.com if you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to rate and review on iTunes. Visit www.7lamb.com for more podcasts such as this one. This has been a Seven Lamb production.